Hello there, I'm Craig Dixon and welcome to this episode of the Budo Etc. podcast. Now in this episode we're going to look at the question of what is Budo? And on the face of it, that's a pretty straightforward question. And I suspect it's fair to assume that there's a pretty high possibility that given that you're listening to this podcast in the first place, you will already have an idea or a personal view as to what Budo is But don't let that put you off at this stage, because as always seems to be the case within the martial arts, there may be something beyond the superficial layer to find. So to that end, I'll also throw in a supplementary question at the end, which is, does it really matter anyway? Now, I was actually asked the question of what is Budo recently by someone who doesn't train in martial arts and had just heard me using the term and was interested to know what it was. So I gave them a fairly straightforward answer, something along the lines of it's the name for what I don a funny uniform a couple of times a week and train in. And that was enough for her. But the more that I thought about it, the more I realised that should a student have asked that question, I would have given perhaps a slightly better and more thoughtful answer. And then even beyond that, I would have probably given a different answer depending on the stage in their progression that that particular student was at. And that really set me off on a train of thought, which as a result means I'm also going to use this podcast as an exercise in showing not just how easy it is to start to peel away the layers on this kind of question, only to reveal another and then another and then another, and still not really happen upon an answer that could be entirely satisfactory to everyone. But also it brings context and relevance really central to many of these questions, even one which is superficially as straightforward as what is Budo. So a bit of a health warning that what follows is, to a degree, effectively a stream of my own consciousness in trying to land a conclusive and satisfactory answer of sorts. And also, for the record... I'm going to overemphasize the phonetic pronunciation at times during this podcast just to make it easier to understand. So hopefully you'll forgive me for that slight transgression. But let's dive straight in. So anybody these days can jump onto the internet and get the dictionary definition of something. They could look at Wikipedia for anything. And for most people, that's often enough. Now I don't really condone reliance on wiki-based research for many things, even if sometimes it can be a reasonably decent platform to jump off from. Because when you look behind some of those superficial definitions, there can be oftentimes more things to be revealed. And I know that there are those that hold their strict definitions very dearly to them. But the reality is with Boudot, is it's one of those situations where to one person it could be substantially different to another in meaning, depending on their perspective, their art, their point of view in life. But let's start with that superficial layer and try and put some context around what is Budo and just answer the simple question. 
So I think for most people, Budo has become, understandably, something of a shorthand for martial arts, especially those martial arts that are Japanese-based. And if you speak to someone in Japan who isn't a martial artist, then it's highly possible, even likely, that that is generally what they would say it means. You may encounter someone who is slightly more informed. You might get a bit more refinement in the answer. They could say, for example, that it relates to those martial arts that developed from the Meiji era onwards, so after 1868, although technically one could argue that the truer definition there would be Gendai Budo or modern Budo. Someone else might refer to the slightly more philosophical or personal development side of the martial arts, but most people would simply say if they knew at all what Budo was, that it was just martial arts. But either way, the notion that Budo somehow equals martial arts, and I'm using air quotes here that are highly unsuitable for podcast, that doesn't really work for me from my perspective. So we'll go a bit deeper still, and as I've said, we'll circle back to the question of does any of this really matter a bit later on. Now the first thing to point out, obviously, is that Budo is a word of Japanese origin. And while we will typically write it in a Romanized way in the West, its original construction is of two Japanese characters, or kanji, which I'm sure most listeners will be aware can represent concepts, uh, sometimes more than strictly defined word structures that we like and semantically or pedantically break down in English or other European-derived languages. So looking at the construction of Budo, it's a compound of two elements, Bu and Do. And that's where things do start to get a little interesting. So Bu is usually translated as martial or war, and Do is usually translated as way or path. And it's actually the same character as Dao or Tao in Chinese for those that like their martial arts and philosophy with a more Chinese flavour. So you can already start to see that even from a rather cursory summary analysis that we start to drift away from the colloquial use of the term simply by just breaking down the word itself. Things do get really interesting when you introduce the cross-referenced comparison to the term bujutsu into the mix. And budo and bujutsu are oftentimes used interchangeably to describe the martial arts but again this isn't strictly correct and the martial pedant would be drawing their metaphorical sword in disgust if we just left that on the table where it was. So while the character Bu is common to both contexts the jutsu suffix produces a different and an importantly different connotation. So we'll focus on the difference between Budo and Bujutsu in a later podcast or we'll completely end up down the wrong track here. So back to Budo. The term isn't a modern term, and it can be found a good few hundred years ago, but in its modern usage, it's relatively new, and it only really became commonplace after the founder of Judo, Jigoro Kano, decided to use Do to distinguish his, what was at the time, new art from Jiu-Jitsu in the late 1800s. Now his rationale, we're told, was that jutsu wasn't 
quite right in terms of how he wanted his art described or perceived as in his view it suggested a mere collection of physical techniques or waza. Now by changing the character to Do, it brought into play a more philosophical, kind of ethical, self-development, you know, educational focused art. And there are many arts that followed suit, as they often did, having seen the success of Judo in its early days. So now we have, of course, Aikido, Karate-do, Kendo, Yaido, Kyudo, Jodo, Naginata-do, there's lots and lots of others. So on that basis, to a certain extent, Budo could be thought of as the category name or a generic term or even a collective noun for those arts or styles. And that could probably be okay as far as it goes. In most contexts, for the purposes of day-to-day use in conversation, as a bit of martial arts shorthand, that's okay. But to follow my continuing stream of consciousness on this, let's assume that there is more to be revealed still and go after the hypothesis that there could be a deeper meaning, just for a minute, and start to look at how those underlying characters are constructed. Now, if you really, really want to agitate a Japanese linguist who knows their martial arts, especially after a few beers, steer the conversation to a discussion with them about the construction of the character Bu. So in essence, both in its early Chinese form and later Japanese refinement, it's made up of representations of spear or yari, signifying war for our purposes. And then it has some supplementary strokes that are frequently said to mean stopping or quelling or something similar. Now, of course, that sits really well with the established modern precept of martial arts being for essentially defence only, and therefore lots of people like that. But there is another school of thought that says it can be interpreted more as moving towards or heading to. And, of course, heading to the spear or to war is a very different slant on things focused entirely on self-preservation or defence only. But even from that, you can see how easy it is to start to chase these things down rabbit holes. And we're already starting to head away from our original purpose, a simple question, down the road of brushstroke semantics. And we probably don't need to do that here to answer the question of what is Budo. Now, helpfully, despite contention around the construction of the character Bu, the second component element of the written form of Budo, the Do, seems to be a bit more universally accepted in its meaning. But even that meaning itself is open to phenomenally broad interpretation. The way, or path, is usually written with a capital T and W for the way in the West, which suggests that perhaps there is only one way, and in our case, it's the martial one. But is that right? Well, thankfully, there's an actual definite answer to that point. Hurrah. Clearly, the way, using my podcast air quotes again, isn't unique to martial arts, and it's a concept that can be found in other pursuits, perhaps the most obvious being the Japanese tea ceremony of Chado.
It's also found in many ancient cultural and philosophical contexts, and I've already mentioned that uh, it's written with the same character for the Tao in Taoism. So, we're back to Marshall Way by looking at the, the characters, but we still have a few question marks on what that might mean. So, where to next? Well, perhaps it's worth looking at some of the myths and misconceptions about Budo that still exist and for whatever reason seem to be being reinforced with new generations. For example, Budo is categorically not the simple sportification of Bujutsu. Similarly, Budo cannot just be the learning of a catalogue of fighting techniques of a particular school or style even where they have other elements of other things. So I know that it might not sit well with everybody, but I strongly believe that in order to be true Budo, and therefore meet our definition, an art has to have combat elements within it of some kind. They have to be present. So even in those Budo whose primary focus now is self-development or personal perfection or spiritual pursuit, combat elements have to be, in my view, a characteristic for any art to continue to be considered as Budo. If the underlying martial element is lost or removed, it's probably at best mutated into some other kind of Do. Uh, at worst, it may have morphed into some kind of historical reenactment practice or maybe pure sport, or you know, in extreme cases, merely choreographed dance. And as long as people are clear about what it is they're practicing, that's okay. All of those things have value in them still, but they might not just be Budo. So, what if we flip that the other way around? What if a system has just, or primarily, the combat elements of a fighting style? Can we legitimately call that Budo? And again, I'd argue not, because it's really difficult to see a way that a pure combative system, whether old or modern, even those that are highly effective, uh, or even a pugilistic sport that focuses on technical fighting methods or weapon styles that don't have the associated elements of mind and character and personal development within them can be called Budo either. And again, that's not to say that they're not valuable. Of course they are if that's what people choose to do. But they are probably not, again, Budo in the sense that we're discussing here. So we've looked at what Budo might be and some things that it definitely isn't and circled around some of the myths and misinterpretations that may still be encountered from time to time. But what happens then when none of this accords with a somewhat romanticised view of what we'd like Budo to be? Well, that's an interesting thing to pursue beyond the definition of Budo, because of course it goes to what's really important to an individual. So the vast, vast majority of martial artists, for example, even in Japan, despite what many people in the West would like to think, are not secluded away living monastic lifestyles, training and 
pursuing their enlightenments through their arts 24 hours a day. Most people are somewhere living typical lives, juggling families, work and other responsibilities while trying to find their own path through the martial arts and through Budo. So that means that one's Budo is the Budo that fits with their outlook, daily habits, focus, irrespective really of whether they are hobbyists or take their Budo a bit more seriously. But where this whole thought process brings me is back to a reminder that as martial artists we can sometimes be such serial overthinkers and over-analysers that actually trying to pigeonhole Budo into a strict definition could be a classic example of this. So when we go back to the original question of what is Budo? Well, it is martial arts and it could be specifically those martial arts emanating from Japanese origin. It could be much more. And as with most things Budo related, there are a layer or two of further discovery the deeper you go. And that's okay. In fact, it's one of the really cool things about Budo. It's why some of us that practice our arts do what we do. It's why we do it, how it penetrates and permeates and enhances all of those other elements of our daily lives and how we live. But it could also be a simple, straightforward answer to a question of what is Budo? So I think with the benefit of working my way through this particular thought process, I probably still would answer the non-martial artists question in a very similar way again. But I'd certainly have a different and slightly more thoughtful answer to a question from a student and even then a different answer for a beginner student or someone a bit further along in their experience. But what about the other question? Does it really matter? Well, I think the answer to that is probably yes and no, because it will matter to the person asking the question depending on their context. So perhaps a better question might be, who is asking and what does Budo mean to you and what would it mean to them? But what's really important, is it locking down a precise definition of Budo or using this whole exercise as an exercise in finding and keeping perspective because these things are interesting you know if you're a martial artist you know we tend to love getting into the detail of these things and some of us love exploring and researching and finding out more but I think where it can become a problem is where it becomes the sole focus and in some cases even to the expense of doing the training or going to practice or improving oneself every day and you know there are lots of people that get really exercised by these kind of things and I've chosen a very simple question to make you know quite a general example but these really are things that we shouldn't be too worried about there is an answer the answer is probably different for a number of different people it's an answer to a question that will certainly change over the course of your experience in Budo. But also bear in mind that more often than not, when I go and ask masters or senior practitioners in most arts, 
these kind of questions because they've been posed to me or raised with me or uh, I've been engaged in a discussion about them, they tend to look slightly oddly. Occasionally they'll raise an eyebrow and they'll give a very direct answer and just tell you to go back and train. And that's probably pretty good advice. So we've been through our journey in exploring what is Budo, uh, but I think rather than looking at the question so much, we've taken it off into a slightly different direction of looking at how semantics can be challenging to, or getting in the way of uh, other things that are clearly far more important. So I'm going to bring our meandering wonder around the question of what is Budo and does it really matter to a close there. And I hope you found this interesting and thought-provoking and hopefully it sparks some discussions. And I'd really encourage you to ask uh, people around you to see what response you get to that particular question uh, when you're in and around your own martial arts practice. So before I go, finally, thank you for all of the message of support and encouragement following the initial Budo Etc. podcast going live. Given that the first episode doesn't really say much beyond a quick introduction to the podcast and to me, the warm reception and the feedback has been really, really great. So thank you for that. Uh, One more thing, and that's just to mention that we are starting to work up our presence on social media. Uh, And our primary and therefore most active social channel at the moment is Instagram, where you'll find us at Budo, etc. So please do follow us, engage with us there. And any ideas for future podcasts, very welcomed. Any thoughts uh, on this particular topic, uh, equally welcomed. And I hope it's been enjoyable. Stay in touch and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.